Are you ready to learn about great sleep? I'm more than ready. Wow, you have a lot of energy today. It's because I've been sleeping so well. The sleep experts at Mattress Firm match us with the right mattress. And the perfect pillows. They knew everything about sleep and which mattress and bedding accessories would help with hot sleep and back pain. You sound like a changed person. I am. Plus, we have 120 nights to make sure we love it. And all we have to do was visit our local Mattress Firm store and their sleep experts help with the rest. We have the best jobs in the world. Oh, I love being parents. Yeah, I mean, I love being a parent, too. No, I was thinking of... Making pretzels. Yeah, that's one of your jobs. Acting. Yes, I love that, too. But I was referring to hosting a podcast about sleep. (laughs) It doesn't feel like work. That's why I didn't think of it. Point taken. You're right. It does not. But hey, whatever kind of work anyone does, getting quality sleep is important. Hi, I'm Katie Lowe's. And I'm Adam Shapiro. And this is Chasing Sleep, a production of Ruby Studios from iHeartMedia in partnership with Mattress Firm. On this episode, we're taking the day off to explore sleep and work. I have so many examples of not getting enough sleep on some of the biggest work days of my life. And I want to learn how to fix that. Adam, do you remember when we were opening on Broadway? I used to count the minutes that I would sleep because Adam and I, we made our Broadway debuts together in a musical called Waitress. And it's very important for your singing voice to get rest. But it's really hard to get rest when your anxiety is through the roof. Because you've got eight days to learn an entire musical. (laughs) And you're breastfeeding at the same time. And you're opening on Broadway and you have a seven-month-old. So I remember distinctly one of those nights where you have a huge work day. I know so many people listening can relate to this. And you're just staring at the clock, knowing that you're not getting sleep. I think our guests today are just like us in that they don't think of what they do as work. Mm -hmm. But they do know a lot about sleep. Sean Greenwood is with us. And he's the Grand Poobah. Yes, that's his actual title. And director of PR and communications for Ben and Jerry's. Who doesn't love ice cream? And who doesn't love somebody that loves both ice cream and sleep? Also joining us, Dr. Christopher Winter. He has been a leader in the field of sleep medicine for more than 25 years. A fully board-certified neurologist and double board-certified sleep specialist, Dr. Winter advises individuals and organizations on sleep and personal performance. In fact, Chris works with a lot of professional athletes who want his advice on sleep so that they can be at their very best. Welcome to Chasing Sleep. Thank you, Katie. Now, it's great to be here. Very excited. I've heard ice cream's involved. <laughs> we'll be addressing Maslow's needs of sleep and ice cream today. So stay tuned, folks. Tune in. Katie, how am I going to make this podcast any shorter than six hours? <laughs> there has never been two topics that speak further to my husband. <laughs> That's it. And his heart. I am psyched about today. Chris, let's start with you. What does the research say about employees getting good sleep and how that actually affects productivity? It really runs the gamut. We certainly know that individuals who are involved in shift work, particularly sort of rotating schedules, can really suffer some significant health consequences, both in the short and long term. So, but if you work nine to five and 
have a pleasant work environment and you're consistent with your eating and your schedule and getting some exercise, it can be awesome and probably helpful. If one thing COVID taught us is when you take schedule away from people, it can be really problematic from sleep. So I think that it really can run anywhere along the spectrum, depending on what your unique work situation is. As an actor, sometimes I have a 4 a.m. call time on a Monday and I'm up at three. And then as the week goes on later and later and later, I'm called into work on Fridays, maybe at 4 p.m. And I work till 3 a.m. The Hollywood schedule is insane. Yeah, it's not great. Especially for the crew. Question is, the Center for Disease Control says that 35% of Americans don't regularly get seven good hours of sleep at night. I guess good is the key word there because you can get seven hours. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's been good sleep. But what effect does that have on our workplaces, Chris? For the short term, you're more irritable during the day. You lack concentration. You make more mental errors. And we know this from tons of research. Just a couple days of limited sleep, you know, three nights of five hours, and you make three times more mental errors than you would without it. One of the stats I always like to throw out to professional basketball teams, after a short period of limited sleep, you're making 10% less free throws and three-pointers. Wow. So if you look at any game that a team loses, add in 10% more three-pointers and free throws, and they probably win the game. Yeah, it's a different game. Sean, speaking of companies that have a great work environment, you have worked for Ben & Jerry's for 35-plus years. Is this correct? Yeah, 1988 was the beginning. So I've seen a few pints in my day. How big was it in the beginning when you joined? There was just under 100 people. And now we're in 35 countries. Oh, wow. When people think of Ben & Jerry's, we think of fun. We think of creative product names alone. Deliciousness. Just the vibe. Is the workplace environment actually as fun as it seems from an outside's perspective? <laughs> it's a great place to work. It certainly is a, a unique business and and definitely feel very fortunate, right, to have happened on it. The other thing is getting in 35 years ago, it wasn't as competitive as it is today that you go, all right, today I'd never get hired here. They have standards. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of taking care of your employees, have you done anything to promote over the years health and wellness amongst your employees? Yeah, definitely. So we do have like a free health club workout gym right next to me here. So, uh, you know, one of the things that we do actually give people is ice cream. So we, we get three free pints of ice cream a day. Yes. Adam just quit being an actor. He just... <laughs> See, Adam, you think now like, all right, benefits start weighing that out. But then we want to take care of people also. So we do try to balance out the three free pints a day and make sure people are, are taking care of themselves and being healthy. And another thing we do here for employee wellness is we have a nap room here at our headquarters in South Burlington. I'm sitting in there right now. The, uh, the I think you can see the, the bed here next to me, if I can move this around, is like... Uh, oh, nice. You're there. I'm right there in the sleep room. So there's a little... Are those Ben & Jerry's sheets and a Ben & Jerry's comforter? That's, it's a, <laughs> that's a Ben & Jerry's blanket that's on the top there. It looks so cozy. So, Chris, this is big for me. According to a 2020 survey by career firm Zipia, 33% of workers admit to napping while working from home. That's a third. With so many people that are working from home at least part of the time, what do you think is going on? Do you think maybe that companies should be worried about occasional naps or is it a good thing? I think that in the past, napping was viewed as being universally weak. A decade ago, we built a place for Pittsburgh Pirates players to sleep 
And I remember their one requirement was they didn't want to call it a napping or a sleep room because they said that sounded lazy. So they were taking steps to provide a place for their players to get a little sleep, but they ended up calling it the regeneration room, which I always thought was great. My kid one time asked, what's going on in the regeneration room? I said, well, if a player gets his arm ripped off sliding into second base, the scientists in there can regenerate an arm. And he believed that for years, which was great. (laughs) Perfect. But I think that more forward thinking employees or, or employers are looking at napping and saying, look, Taking a 15-minute nap to radically improve your performance in the second half of the day, that's an easy investment. And I'm going to tell you, there's nothing better than a 15-minute little nap or you know, close your eyes in terms of the way you feel in the second half of the day. So rather than getting this sort of subpar four hours later in the day, if you want to lay down and close your eyes, because like you said, you're a parent, you got a newborn at home, or there's something else going on. I don't have a problem with that at all. And and I think when you look at sports teams, they've really embraced that. And I think a lot of forward-thinking companies are installing nap pods in places where their employees can sleep during the day. So like Sean, you build a nap room, even if nobody uses it, you're sending a message out to the employees that you've got a work to do, but your sleep is really important. And we're going to support that in any way we can. And it's nice to be able to offer it, right? And so so we have this here at our headquarters for people. And I think it's exactly what Chris was saying. Like, we've got folks who are new parents that all of a sudden have a newborn and that they're coming in and they have that look, right? That's frazzled and hair is kind of messed up. And they're, you know, it looks like they watch the the Red Sox and Yankees play to the 14th inning. And they, <laughs> and you talk to them like, yeah, baby was up. I didn't get much sleep. Tonight. And so the idea of going, whatever the reason is here, to be able to have a spot set up for people to just say, go get there, have some rest, get back on your game. Cause you can tell, right? This like what Chris is saying, it's not rocket science. Like, you know, when people are not at their best, right? Right. That's a very easy thing to see when someone's like, I didn't sleep well. And you go, yeah, you're coming across that way. Do you notice people feeling better if they've hit the nap room? Can you speak to any of the things Chris is speaking about in terms of your workplace? When you think of efficiencies, like for our our manufacturing facilities, they are measuring constantly. They know when are mistakes made that then leads to downtime, that leads to inefficiencies, right? Then I think another piece that's interesting, right? We run our manufacturing facilities here 24 hours a day. Who's going to last for which shift? And what if you get on the wrong shift? What if you get on the shift that's not where your strength is? All of a sudden, you're struggling to make it through the whole, whether it's day or night. So what if somebody gets hurt? We are certainly measuring everything that we can, right? The the saying, you measure what you treasure when it comes to business operations, you've got to do that, whether you're trying to cut down on waste, make less mistakes, protect your people. So I think it is really important stuff and to be able to apply that for all of us makes sense. Sean mentioned workplace safety being a concern if employees don't get good sleep. Is that true? Oh, 100%. It's not only workplace safety. I mean, so many more mistakes, accidents, There's so many high profile, Three Mile Island, the Exxon Valdez. And when you go back and read the reports of these accidents, there's always sleep deprivation involved and really, really bad decision making that seemed great at the time. I mean, this is a very, very difficult thing to get around. And even though it's not a workplace accident, I'm sure Sean's very aware of the fact that individuals who are not sleeping well are less healthy. Then you start looking at the long-term effects. It's life-shortening. And I don't think that's a pretty radical statement. Right. It's considered a class 2A carcinogen. 
particularly with breast cancer in women and prostate cancer in men. So they're missing more work. They're more sick. They're costing insurances more. Like the health consequences just keep on giving when it comes to shortchanging your sleep. And believe me, I see plenty of people who say, look, as long as I get five, I'm good. And these are people that are good until they die at 55 and everybody's standing around the funeral reception and can't figure out, man, he was so active and he did triathlons and he was just so healthy. Yes, but he was rotting on the inside because he was always limiting the amount of sleep that he needs to get. So it's a devastating process, but it's a slow one. It's like rust. So, you know, the smart GM, the smart coach, the smart CEO is always going to invest in sleep because they're always going to get that money back and then some. Definitely. It's an investment in your people. And come on, it's like, what's more important than that? So Sean, tell me a little more about the nap room there at Ben & Jerry's. Do the employees there ever worry about whether or not they should use it? Do you have any rules in place? Yeah, right. Because I think people get concerned going, we can't do this. And I think what we feel like is to trust your people. We're not watching the clock for them. We trust our employees. that They're getting their stuff done. And when they say, hey, I need to go recharge, this is their own time. And, that, and we trust that judgment. So I think, you know, the, the only rule really is, is basically first come, first serve. So when once people get to the nap room, they close it up, put the sign out saying, I'm, I'm in here using it. We try to ask people to limit to about a half an hour. Yeah, the nap's, the nap's a snack, not a meal. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, 30 minutes, that's a great limit. I think that feels like that's the sweet spot for us. And, and so we try to encourage fans of, of napping at work who are working for us to say, get in here and find your, your spot when you need to. Just one at a time. That's the rule. Only one nap at a time. One nap at a time. Oh, that's good. This has been a great conversation, and we're going to pick it up soon. More Chasing Sleep in a moment. This is all just so fascinating. I feel like I'm on my way to becoming an expert in sleep. You're going to need to know a lot more for that. The sleep experts at Mattress Firm have over 200 hours of training. What? I didn't know that. No wonder it was so easy for them to help us find the perfect mattress and bedding accessories. And so quick. That too. I've never been matched like this before. It's perfect. They knew everything about sleep and which mattress and bedding accessories would help with hot sleep and back pain. Now we get to try our new mattress out for 120 nights to make sure we love it. I could spoon you. You could spoon me. Our five-year-old could sleep in the bed. Our two-year-old could sleep in the bed. We could try out lots of different ways just to make sure that we love it. And Mattress Firm carries high-quality mattresses for every Every price point. Oh, I have already been getting the best rest, honey. And if we have any questions, we can visit our local Mattress Firm store or find 24-7 help online at mattressfirm.com. And their sleep experts will help with the rest. Welcome back to Chasing Sleep. We're talking about sleep and work with our guests, Sean Greenwood from Ben & Jerry's and sleep specialist, Dr. Chris Winter. When you get hired as a Sleep coach, is that what you would call yourself when you're working with athletes? That's sort of offending every coach that I've ever worked with because God knows you don't mean like, <laughs> yeah. your pick and roll is terrible. The players aren't calling you coach in the hallways of that. Let me take over this practice here real quick. When you get hired for something like that, let's say with the professional athletes, what is it that you typically do for them to get started with with fixing their sleep schedule? The whole reason I started work with athletes is completely accidental. I was looking at it as a research project. And one day, I think in 2007, the San Francisco Giants called. And they said, we have a lot of trouble with our travel and our scheduling. Can you help us? I'm like, sure, but understand what you're getting. <laughs> I have no experience doing this at all. We started working together and they won three World Series in the span of five years. And if you look in that first World Series, 
just by being smart about the way we traveled them during their, I think that was against the Texas Rangers, if I recall, they annihilated them. Yeah. Because they really paid attention. They had their manager, Bochi, was was really into this kind of stuff. First thing is there's sort of a micro and a macro thing happening. The micro is every player, just like every human on this earth, has got a sleep story to tell. You've got any sleep problem you can imagine. I mean, feeling like you get nervous before you pitch and just feeling like you don't sleep well. So there's all kinds of things. So that's the micro. The macro is how is the team sort of scheduling itself as they travel, the athletic trainers and the strength and conditioning coaches, and the they're there hours before the players get there and hours after. So the organization is trying to figure out how can we support the sleep of our entire move towards a World Series ring. And, and so that it's really just about culture. Sure. Chris, can I just throw in this? Could you not work with the New York Giants? <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Okay. I do not work for the New York Giants at this time. Okay, good. Let's just leave it that way. That's a podcast episode right there. <laughs> so picking the time when we're most able to be productive as an actor, as an ice cream manufacturer, as an athlete, as a school teacher, whatever you do is everything. That's so interesting. Whenever I get a call back, whenever I have like a chemistry read for a big job that I'm up for, and it's like, that's going to be at 6 p.m. I'm like, no, <laughs> you know? And whenever they're like, your audition is at 1130 or like, you know, 1030 a.m. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be peak. I'm going to be like have up and all my cylinders firing and just really in the zone. Yeah. Famous scientists had this great quotation. It was something like for everything we do, our bodies have a peak in a trough. So there is a perfect time for Katie to read for the part. John, are you a morning person or night person? Yeah, I'm a morning guy, but I, I will, uh, you know, I still go. I hate sitting in front of Chris, but I'm one of those guys like, oh, I got five. I can, I'll manage tomorrow. You know, it'll be like 1230 at night uh, when stuff is winding down and then 536, I'm up and going, right? It's rusting from the inside. Wait, I, okay. So you're a morning person, but you're lax on like, whoops, I only got five hours of sleep. Do you notice yourself how important that good sleep is before you have a big meeting or have to make important decisions? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'd say for the company, we definitely have that feeling like people seem to be so much more creative when they're rested. And when you're trying to be innovative around that and people are not rested, I think it, it's very much, it, that's pretty clear. And then personally, I think feel the same way. And And for me, a lot of times it feels like it's not that I wasn't trying to get good sleep. It might be like you didn't make it all the way through. It feels like that was interrupted. It just wasn't as effective, right, as as uh, being able to put your head down and, and be done all, all in a run. Let's talk about sleep schedules. How important, Chris, is a schedule for sleeping? And how do you kind of go about making one? I think it's important because a brain loves a schedule. So I'm a neurologist. That's sort of my background is I'm a brain doctor. And when you think about the body, everything the body does, making red blood cells, digesting something, eating a pretzel, I mean, everything that's happening in your body is scheduled. There's nothing accidental about anything. All these things are happening kind of behind the scenes. But sleep, when you went to bed and when you woke up, is a little window we get into our circadian rhythm. And so one of the things that we can do to really regulate that rhythm is to sleep on a schedule eat on a schedule. There was a great study where I think they gave somebody a candy bar, but we could substitute a pint of ice cream, chubby hubby. And if you gave it to the same person at the same time every day versus you just give it to them at random times, there's a massive metabolic consequence for the random pint eaters 
that you don't see in the people who eat their pint every day at three o'clock in the afternoon because the body knows it's coming. So when we create a sleep schedule, we're automatically creating a schedule of the same wake time every day, probably influencing when we have breakfast. So that first part of the day is really important for setting the tone for the next 24 hours. So I'm not here to judge any schedule, but the less random we can make it, the better in terms of when you look at all the health consequences of things like shift work. It's not the shift work, it's the randomness of the schedule. Okay, it's 3 a.m., what are you doing? For two weeks, I'm on the line. For another two weeks, I'm sound asleep in bed. That's, it's like being on a jet that is literally flying around the world continuously. That's what your body is experiencing. So as much as we can, we want to eliminate that as, as much as possible. I also wanted to talk about real quick about competitiveness and motivation. How does sleep factor into that? Yeah. Sleep's huge when it comes to motivation. And in fact, when you look at young people, that's, that's a big tip off. Your body needs sleep like it needs oxygen, food, and water. So if it's not getting it, your body doesn't care about your job or your family or your hobby or your pretzel business because all it really wants to do is sleep. So once that's satisfied, it can now go to that second tier of motivations but we've got to satisfy this primary need before we can move on to do other things in our life. And that's good. Mm. That's survival. If you're able to schedule your sleep and get on a routine, have you noticed that athletes and how their competitive nature and how they can succeed, does that go up? And does that translate for anyone who may be trying to be more productive or may be trying to better themselves at work, get ahead, get that promotion, get that gig. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any argument. That was a big thing with the Phillies last year when they were in the World Series. Like, should we stay over and sleep or should we get out of town quickly and get back to Philly? And, and really thinking about sleep as a modifiable variable towards better performance and whatever we do. I'm not a huge sports fan, but I like the idea of let's fix the sleep in this unit and then we can look at all the statistics that are being kept about them and see if they improve. So it's like a big laboratory. Oh, that's really interesting that to work with people who are constantly and publicly measured. Absolutely. Measured. Yes. 100%. We can easily show that if you're more of a night owl like you, you're the guy that I want to come in in the eighth inning on that West Coast game because it's actually 2 a.m. Oh, you're the pitcher that I want. Because you're a night owl. Why would I want the morning person coming in? You've already kind of gone to sleep in your brain. I've never thought about that. So those are the easy things to show. Wow, this is so fascinating. Can you talk, Chris, before we go, have you noticed a big difference with everyone working from home since COVID? And for example, a lot of people having their office in their bedroom, let's say. Can you talk to this? Yes, I think that is a real double-edged sword there. For the individuals who are sleep-deprived and spending an hour and 15 minutes commuting each way, it's been a godsend to them. Sure. Because the commuting has, is, was something that was an obstacle to getting the right amount of sleep. The darker side is the lack of sort of body movement and the ability to sleep whenever you want to now. So now I don't have to be in the office. I could just sleep in. I think when you start to lose what we call our zeitgebers or time cues, when do you eat? Where do you eat? Where are you getting sunlight from? All the things that let you know you're in a different place and time during the day. As you start to lose those, sleep can become 
extremely deteriorative. You can do it. You just have to be smart about how you structure your day in a way that's the healthiest. Sean, are you guys at Ben and Jerry's working from home now more often, or are you back in the office more? At the beginning of the pandemic, we were full, everyone at home. And over the last, I think probably since a year ago, November, so probably 18 months or so, we've been office reopened, but still working in a hybrid model. For you, working from home, were you getting more sleep or... Did it sort of infiltrate the work, infiltrate your bedroom in your home and all of a sudden you're getting less sleep? Yeah, I think the latter, right? right? I think I found like all of a sudden you usually when you're at the office, you would say, oh, it's hitting like five, six o'clock. I want to wind up and head home and and have dinner with the family. And at home, uh, I was in our attic, made my office space. And there'd be so many nights where you'd just be sitting there working away, working away, working away. And all of a sudden it's 7 p.m. And you're like, there was just no sense of time. And I think all of a sudden, having work at home full-time, it was just really easy to kind of keep that going. Sean and Chris, thank you both so much for your time and your expertise. Bet. And for talking to us about ice cream and sleep and for not working with the New York Giants. That's right. I have to say, too, thank you both so much for coming on Chasing Sleep today. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, I've never felt like... I could use the biggest bowl of ice cream and a nap. (laughs) I know. I mean, how great does that sound right now? I got to get to Vermont and visit that factory. That's, That's one thing. It's a productive workplace, which is my happy place. A workplace environment that involves a gym, an encouraging wellness environment with good sleep, a nap room. I've never felt more supported in my trailer nap in my life. Yes, and I don't judge you for it either. You remember in our last episode on sleep and creativity, we learned that a short nap in the middle of the day really helps with memory consolidation and can really boost not only your creativity, but your productivity. And it sounds like more companies are waking up to that fact. (laughs) You know, everyone listening, I am not a sports fan. I don't care about sports. But I found so many of the things that Chris talked about even when talking about sports, were so easily comparable to a common job that it all still applies. It's like whether you have a big game or a big meeting, that sleep is so important, which brings me to my next point, which is my friends who say five hours a night is all I need. It's not a good thing to say five hours is all I need. Yeah. In fact, you know, it's not listening to your body's cues or to nature's cues to just be four or five hours a night. And like Chris said, it's it, you might not see it like a rust inside. And the amount of sleep you are getting is affecting your decision-making and your day-to-day and your health. I also felt inspired that 15 minutes is enough. I always think like, I'm, I can't nap. I don't have an hour and a half in the middle of the day to just like shut it down, you know? But it doesn't have to be an hour and a half. It could be, you could just pop into that Ben and Jerry's nap room, go to bed for 15 minutes and you wake up refreshed. How about that Ben and Jerry's nap room? I feel like it was so cozy. The Ben and Jerry's blanket is divine. And I think whether you're talking about being at Ben and Jerry's or working with big sports teams, all these things apply. Yeah, and if you're an employer and you have employees, I kept thinking about... Adam, like you with all your pretzel employees driving around, making sure like, oh, we got rest, like someone who did a really hard shift the day before that might have ended really late, really shouldn't be doing the next morning. And I just need to schedule all my auditions for the morning. I mean, you really should. You really should. I wonder if there's a Broadway that does shows at 8 a.m. Oh, I used to love a matinee. Oh, you'd have seven Tonys at this point. Uh, Obviously. 
Who knew? Work and sleep, they really go together. I did. I've always known that. I've just always waited for my bosses to catch up. (laughs) Oh, we have another good topic next week. According to Nielsen IQ, Americans spend over a billion dollars a year on melatonin alone. And that's just one of the sleep supplements on the market. Really? I don't even know what the other sleep supplements are. Oh, there's like magnesium, which you can take in pill form. There's also like chamomile tea or there's tons of supplemental things that people do and use in order to get a better night's sleep. And we're talking about something they call the holistic health triangle, which is actually nutrition, fitness, and quality sleep. Oof, I got one of those. (laughs) I can't wait for this episode. And we would love to know what you think of this episode. So please give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. We take them to heart. Or hit us up on our socials. I'm on Instagram at Shappy Shaps. And I'm at KTQ Lowe's on the gram. And don't forget to follow or subscribe for future episodes. Until next time, hoping you're living your best while sleeping your best. Chasing Sleep is a production of Ruby Studios from iHeartMedia in partnership with Mattress Firm. Our executive producer is Molly Sosha. This show was written and produced by Sound That Brands. Dave Beesing, Jason Jackson, and Michelle Rice. Chasing Sleep is hosted by Katie Lowe's and Adam Shapiro. That's us. Thank you to our partners at Mattress Firm. Are you ready to learn about great sleep? I'm more than ready. Wow, you have a lot of energy today. It's because I've been sleeping so well. The sleep experts at Mattress Firm match us with the right mattress. And the perfect pillows. They knew everything about sleep and which mattress and bedding accessories would help with hot sleep and back pain. You sound like a changed person. I am. Plus, we have 120 nights to make sure we love it. And all we have to do was visit our local Mattress Firm store and their sleep experts help with the rest. 